Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we help you bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name's Adam. Hey, Adam. How you doing? Doing well. Um, this week, we are going to talk about fear, saying yes to it specifically. Oh, boy. Yeah. What, what inspired that episode idea? Um, I think there's an answer to that question that you know that I have forgotten. <laughs> Something. Well, oh, we're riding that um, drop tower next week. Yeah, we're taking a little company field trip. Company field trip to the 400 and 430 foot 30 foot drop tower. Yeah. Right out right outside of downtown Orlando on International Drive. It's true. We've done it once before you and I. We're the only ones in the company. So That's true. You know. Well, I, we're not the only ones in the company. We're, we're the, the only two ones in have the company it. who have done it. Yeah. So now we're taking everyone else, and we're also going to eat some really great chicken fingers while we're there. That's true as well. Do you remember the name of that place? Yeah, it was like Chicken on Fire or something. Uh, great. Chicken on Fire. We'll get some chicken fingers at Chicken on Fire uh, when we go next week. And this actually was a fear of yours, Adam. It's true. You don't like drop... You haven't traditionally in your past like drop stuff. For instance, when we went to Bush Gardens and you wouldn't ride Falcon's Fury, which is half the height. It's not half, but it's... Isn't it's it like 325. Oh, it is? It's tall. Oh. So but. it's 325. This one's 430. Yeah. Something. Okay. So 100 feet more. And it's always been interesting to me because you're a, you're a roller coaster freak. <laughs> I don't use the word freak really at all because I think it's a silly word, but I mean, it truly applies. Okay. I'll take it. I mean, do you see anything on TikTok other than roller coasters? Yeah. Well, what else do you see? Uh, <laughs> Um, those open duet challenges. Okay, yeah. Do you ever verse. do them? You ever make them? I did one, um, sarcastically. Oh, what song was it? It was just like a guy playing piano. And if he's you like, heard, if you heard that sound that was just made, that was Adam rubbing his face with his microphone. <laughs> did that make a noise? So if you, I heard the rubbing noise, and I looked up to see you I rubbing your face, <laughs> scratching your face with the microphone. But yeah, so we're right in that drop tower. And um, the reason that I wrote it in the first place um, after being too scared to do it for a long time is because I had a realization about fear. Oh, well, maybe this will summarize the entire episode and we can just turn it off. (laughs) What was your realization? My realization was um, I've never ridden something and gone that was too scary afterwards. It's always before. Okay. Like as far as thrill rides go. Right, right. So what do you think it would require for you to get off of something and say that? That was too scary. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out at this point. Okay. Because I realized like I'll look at a ride and be like, that looks scary. Yeah. Maybe too scary. Yeah. Then you ride it. And I've never been like, wow, I am sad that I rode that because I was so scared that it ruined my day. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just never happened. Right. So then I realized, well, if I... If it's never happened yet, I'll just keep get going on taller and taller things until it happens. Well, now that you've already ridden the free fall ride, do you th- and, that, and that was one of your greatest fears, and it's the tallest one in the country. Right. Do you think you will find something that you ride and you're like, oh, that was too much? Or are you just like all, all on board now? I mean, there's those Superman swing things where it pulls you up by the wire. Okay, yeah. And drops you right. like head first. That's one thing I haven't done. Okay. I also have not done that. I would do it, but it's like, I'm not, you know, I look at that and it's a little scary still. So, but eventually you think you'll do it. Yeah. Great. 
Okay, well, this week we're saying yes to fear, and I just want to congratulate you from the beginning, Adam, for already mastering this course, this (laughs) entrepreneur course. Yeah. Uh, This is, what would you say, this is a a 100-level course, a 200-level course? On fear? Or just on... Overcoming our fear. I'd say it's like a 300-level course. That ride is? No, facing your fears. Oh, yeah. This is a 300-level. 300-level. It's not the most most simple course for the, the, yeah, for the uh, program. No, this one... We're getting in there. Yeah. Okay. So we have we have six things that I think are helpful to think about when it comes to our fears. First is recognize your aversions. I think sometimes we have some fears and we just kind of bury them, which is a totally like common way to cope with fear is to mm-hmm. pretend like we're that thing just doesn't exist or we avoid it. Um, I think being able to approach our fears is uh, first. The first step in that is recognizing that they exist. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So uh, you've acknowledged your fear of uh, of the freefall towers. Yes. Are there other fears that you've encountered over the course of your life, Adam? Oh, yeah. Well, in my creative career, especially, that's what yeah. we're here to talk about, uh, not amusement rides, unfortunately. It's all That's connected. our other podcast. That's a, a point um, coming up. But one one fear that I think a lot of people share is the kind of imposter syndrome kind of thing going on where it's like building up to a big project. You just are afraid that you're going to mess it all up and that they're going to find out that you're not. I'm asking you about you, not people. Is this true for you or is this true for people? The first time that I recorded and produced an artist that I had like heard of and liked, um, even though they're from Orlando, it's just someone that I was like, Oh, I like their music. I listen Uh to it on my own. Um, that was a thing where going into it, I was like, I hope that this goes well and I'm scared that it won't. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So that's one of them for sure. Well, and I think there are also things that, um, maybe just bigger fears that aren't specifically related to our creative lives that will ultimately impact our creative lives when they come to identity or self-expression or our own confidence with who we are. I know that that can also be a, a big, uh, a big thing for a lot of artists, Um, putting things out into the world is something that I think has been something that I've had to navigate. Uh, I think it's tempting to make for me to make something and not feel comfortable about sharing it. I've had to kind of navigate through that. So there are definitely um, lots of things that, uh, that are fears that took some conscious effort to identify. Oh, definitely. So once we recognize our aversions, the second thing is to honestly rate their legitimacy and i know that in our pride we all like to think that our fears are completely justified and that everyone should also think that they are fears and if somebody challenges us on that oftentimes the response is offense and that is a real thing and that's something i've done in my own life i think it's something that i've caused unfortunately in the (laughs) lives of other people Um, but rating the legitimacy of our fears is also something that I think is important. Like asking questions like how much actual harm would this cause? Like with the free fall thing, I guess it could break and you could die, but the chances of that are pretty slim. And I'm not even sure that the fear is that you die. No, I don't think it is. I think the fear is that it's, it's scary. It's like if the fear is the fear, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a weird thing. But when you rationally zoom out and go, all right, what am I actually doing here? Yeah. Like we rode that coaster in uh, at Carowinds. 
Fury 325. I remember it well. It was 90 miles an hour. It's yeah, a force. It was, it's faster than that drop tower. Yeah. The drop isn't as tall, but it's close. And you're you're looking straight down when you, you go are. over that yep. hill. Yeah. So it's like, I've done that yep. and it wasn't scary. So what's going to be the difference? Right. Another important question. What's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? If I engage in this thing that I'm afraid of? Um, I mean, I think for me, for a lot of my life, you know, before coming out, it was like all these things that I thought in my head would happen if I did that. And it was, you know, being rejected by my friends, suffering repercussions, uh, professionally, like all of these things that I thought was going to happen in my head that for the most part just aren't real. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's important for us to ask what's the worst that can happen if I do this thing. And some of those things might be true and they might be big. And some of them, we might come to the point of saying like, oh, if I, if I go ride that roller coaster, like actually nothing's going, like nothing is going to happen. Right. And so in our creative lives, it's like, okay, are we open? Are we willing? Are we approaching things with an expectation of uh, disaster? Are we approaching them with a level-headedness? And I think that's one of the values of asking this question. What's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? And the other thing is you have to also approach it from even if the worst thing that can happen does happen, what's going to happen after that? Like if you exactly. have stage fright, yeah. for example, and you're scared that you're going to mess up in front of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say you do mess up in front of people. Realistically, next song's going to go great. Maybe the next song goes bad too. Maybe you messed up. Chances are people aren't even going to notice. Yeah. They don't even, they might not even know what it's supposed to sound like. I've literally been on stage before and then started to play a song and then stopped it and said, oh, I have the capo on the wrong fret. It's going right. to be better for all of us if I just start this over. And there's like, I wasn't nervous about it and I just kind of laughed it out. And then the audience laughed it out and in, in that moment, it actually, I think, brought a deeper level of connection right. than it was like a horrible snafu. Do you remember the time we saw uh, Jeff Rupert at the Blue Bamboo? I, we've done it many jazz, times. Jazz saxophone uh, extraordinary. Yeah. Um, but remember when he had that drummer that was like the college oh, yeah, age for sure. guy? Yeah. And it was his first. So let, let's give some context. So Jeff Rupert usually plays with a drummer named Marty Morell who used to drum for Dave Brubeck. And if you know anything about jazz, like Dave Brubeck, Miles Davis, like they're kind of equivalents. They're, mm -hmm. they're high up. So this is who Jeff is used to playing with this drummer. Uh, and that guy was out. Marty was out. And so Jeff brought in one of his college students yeah. to play drums. And I'm sure that guy was nervous for sure. But as an audience member, I was having fun watching him mm. skate through mm -hmm. and just barely <laughs> get to the end of the song. I mean, he was riding by the seat of his pants the whole yeah. time. But something about it, it's like you want to cheer for the underdog. Yes. Yeah. So watching that sh show was actually fun for me because it's like, let's watch this guy put it together and basically make this show happen, even though he's clearly scared to death. Yeah. Um, he pulled it off and it was actually fun to watch as opposed to watching a show that just went predictably and that kind of interplay with the audience of like, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch. Not everything has to be super polished and super, you know, and there's no need to be fearful of mm. screwing up in front of people. 
because everyone screws up. Or even if we are feel fearful, it's contextualizing it properly, properly and recognizing that we're, we're going to be afraid of things and we just have to approach them still. Right. And it'll be okay. So another question we can ask in rating the legitimacy of our fears is what's the worst thing that will happen if I maintain my current feeling about this and allow my fear to dictate my decision? So on one hand, we say, what's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? It's also really important to evaluate what's the worst thing that can happen if I just stay where I am. And when we're talking about roller coasters, like honestly, the world's not going to change if you don't ride a roller coaster. But if you're talking about like creating things that you're passionate about and you care about, not making those things or not presenting them to the world because we're afraid really is a huge hindrance in our ability to move forward as creative people. Yeah. And I think there is kind of that aspect of if you didn't ride the biggest, tallest roller coaster at the park, you know, a week later when you're at home, you're going to be like, man, I wish I did that. Yeah. So I, that um, can happen in your creative life too. Yeah, I was driving around. Uh, I don't. I was. I wasn't just out driving. I was going from one place to the other a couple nights ago, and I just started. Like I can't even remember what song I was listening to, but something that evoked quite a bit of nostalgia in me. And I started just thinking about like all of these moments that I could have experienced in my life that I ended up not experiencing in my life, and it was like, dang, like regret can be a big thing if we let it be a big thing definitely so i think that is one of the things that i've been thinking a lot about is like okay i want to be proactive in my life today because i don't want to have the regret of maintaining my current feeling and allowing fear to dictate what i do another thing that is helpful as we learn to say yes uh, through our fear is to find a small way to start and i think we talk about this idea of starting small about a lot of things on this podcast We talk about it in terms of, okay, if you want to accomplish a big creative dream, like what's the smallest expression of that that you can start doing now? Uh, Same thing with fear. Like if we're afraid of something, what's the smallest kind of initial way we can approach that thing? So back to the drop tower, not analogy, but example, it's like, okay, is there a, you know, the kitty drop tower that Adam you've been on? That you can just go on like the 50-foot one and then move up to the 425-foot one when the time is right. And I think we have that same parallel in our creative endeavors, in our lives as a whole. Like I mentioned coming out before, it's like I didn't just like make a video on the internet one day. First, I started with people that I really cared for and trusted and knew would be present with me. And of course, that was like having a meaningful conversation with someone you know loves you is definitely a more comfortable place to start than just like talking to random strangers about something. And so I think it's important for us when we face a fear in our creative lives to say, okay, how can I start doing this without like having to confront that massively fearful, big expression of it? Right. And there are definitely environments that are welcoming to people who are afraid. Uh, For example, Blue Bamboo, which we talked about earlier, they have their Thursday night hang. Uh-huh. So if you're interested in performing, they have a night where there's a set by a band and then they mm-hmm. finish their set. And then after that, you're free to bring your own instruments and sit in and everyone kind of takes turns playing and you can just try stuff and figure things out. And no one's expecting perfection yeah. at something like that. Everyone's there to experiment and play yeah. around and have fun. Yeah. And I think a lot of open mic nights and poetry nights and you know, things like that are an invaluable 
for people who are looking to really get their feet wet mm. and start creating and get used to performing in front of people and things like that. So Yeah. Another helpful thing when we're giving, um, when we're facing our fears is giving ourselves time to learn. Things don't happen right away. We don't get comfortable immediately. Don't sit in a place of judgment that stops you from forward movement. Instead, embrace some curiosity. Like, why am I feeling this way? What am I feeling right now? How is this thing making me feel? How am I navigating this? Ask yourself questions as you approach the thing that you're afraid of. Yeah, and I think a lot of people struggle with comparison huh. in that regard because you can watch like 12-year-old painter Wow's gallery mm. with his million-dollar auction piece or, yeah. you know, 13-year-old prodigy plays piano for the queen. Um, but you're not 13. And, you know, kids, a lot of kids just aren't scared of anything. And yeah. they pick stuff up quickly. Um, so if you're going, man, I'm 30 and that kid's 12 and he's already in a gallery, I must stink. Like you got to remember that that's the one that's new. They're newsworthy because they're young. Yeah. But no, and no one's writing an article. 30 year old man plays on stage for the first time because that's not. I mean, well, you yeah. could find an interesting angle, I'm sure. They could, but that would probably not be the headline. Uh, so, you know, don't try to compare your journey to someone else's and go, they're ahead of me. And they started, you know younger or later or whatever it is like just focus on your steps that you need to take don't yeah. compare it to others yeah uh, another idea kind of related is to stop or take a break when you need to so in the same way that we're going to approach it slowly and the same way we're going to give ourselves time to learn there's also a time for us to just take a breather to step back from the thing um if you want if like you're a, a person of endurance like go 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 fine but also i think there are times when people get exhausted when we're approaching a difficult task and therefore we just quit altogether because we haven't given ourselves permission at the get-go to take a break when we need to. The get-go? The get-go. The get-go. <laughs> the get-go? The get-go. I really thought you said get-go for a second. Get-go. Yeah, we're not taking their chance at the get-go or the get-go. All right, so the last idea around saying yes to fear is eventually... You'll learn to find joy in the process. And this is something I've loved learning over the course of my life, that it's not just about approaching one thing that we're afraid of. Actually, the more we approach things that we're afraid of and the more we go through the process of learning to cope with those things or deal with those things or overcome those things, uh, eventually it teaches us something about our own fear, our own lives, and some of the lies that we tell ourselves that cause fear in the first place. And so eventually I think we learn to find joy in the process of overcoming our fears because we recontextualize what fear is, what role it plays in our lives. And then we have all of these past examples of one time I was afraid of this and then I started doing it and I realized that my fears were for the most part unjustified. And so I think as we learn to approach a specific fear, it's also teaching us something more broad about fear in general. And it helps us recontextualize fear in our lives and the, the role we allow it to play. Yeah. And I think this is some third hand science here, but I want to say like <laughs> they've done brain scans of people with different emotions. I, again, this is third hand science here, but fear and excitement, I think read extremely similarly when they do those and there's really just like 
you know, that element of excitement mm-hmm. that fear mm-hmm. is related to. Mm-hmm. And so when you decide to not let fear be a limiting factor and you realize you can overcome it, you can kind of turn it into excitement. Seems to make sense. May or may not be true, but that's how <laughs> like you're said, remembering it. Great. Th- third hand science. Look, you can look into it, but. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. I hope this has been helpful as we talk about fear and whatever fears that you're facing that some of these things might be helpful as you uh, continue to navigate through it. As always, we will be back next week. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye.